Well, hello, hello. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is great to be back with everyone here on the podcast. And as always, I am joined by my right-hand man, Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. And we're going to be jumping into another wealth management topic, as we typically do on this show today, specifically focusing on retirement. And to frame things up, you know, up for, for our audience here today, even if someone out there has done an excellent job in planning for those golden years, well, it's possible that you can be making financial mistakes once you're in retirement that can prove to be costly mistakes. So today on the episode, Joe and I are going to be talking about these different mistakes, of course, that people are making once they're already in retirement. And then we're going to be offering some solutions and even better, you know, ways to avoid maybe making those mistakes in the first place. So we got a lot to unpack today. Let's go ahead and welcome Joe aboard and get right into it. Joe, good to see you. How you doing? Doing great, Ryan. Good to see you. And retirement is what I often consider the largest goal for most people. And most people have retirement as their number one financial goal. So an incredibly important topic for us to discuss today, Ryan. Yeah, and it's a fun topic, right? You've you've put in so much, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, as the cliche says, to get to this point to enjoy, you know, the the fruits of your labor and, and you want it to be a good one. So you don't want to be making mistakes once you get into it. So to start today's conversation off, Joe, you know, retirement planning is something that many people, you know, think about, uh, you know, leaving the workforce. It's an exciting time, but you believe that there's a contingency of folks out there that might not be paying enough attention to the financial risks that are apparent after they enter retirement. So frame things up for us. Why do you feel this way? Not only after they retire, but even possibly leading up to it and into it, right? So there's lots for us to focus on and unpack, right? So let's talk about that. Like you said, most of us spend a great deal of time and mental energy over the many decades trying to make sure our house is in order so we can eventually spend our remaining years doing what we want to do. But we don't always put enough focus on making thoughtful decisions during our retirement. So maybe we overlook something important. Perhaps we veer off course and one of more of our strategies, or as a result, much of our hard work and planning during the pre-retirement period can unravel once we get there. So we want to put our dreams into perspective and keep us focused on the overall goal, even if our fundamental financial security could be in danger. All right. So with that being said, Joe, let's let's open it, open things up. Uh, what are some of the big mistakes that you're seeing that can really derail some folks retirement planning efforts and, and uh, uh, maybe are more of the common mistakes that you see? All right. So let's start even before we get to retirement, how to get to retirement, right? Two numbers I'm going to tell people they should they should have on their minds. Ten percent and ten times. Those two numbers, 10% and 10 times, they should be saving 10% of their pay every year during their career to get to retirement. And once they get to retirement, they should have 10 times their final salary saved in retirement assets. That's first, those two numbers. Second, a big one, once you get into retirement, then is overspending right? There are three stages in retirement, the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. The go-go years are right at, right as you retire and for the first few years in retirement. You're excited. You probably have some energy. You've worked so hard. You want to travel. You want to spend. You want to do, but then you overspend, right? And high earners, for example, 
have used to been living extravagantly potentially during their working years. They don't always have the discipline to temper their spending in retirement to levels that can truly support them comfortably for the long term. So too often, very affluent people with significant wealth find themselves overspending to the point where they have some discomfort in what they're doing. And there are a few common culprits here. One is that those high earners spend as much as they like during their careers without problems, especially say a business owner who is running some of their expenses through the business. All of a sudden that changes. They don't create budgets. They don't watch their cash flow the way others may need to. So the result is once their incomes go away or are reduced, they lack clarity on the amount of money they need for the long haul. So that's one of the concerns. The other main driver is simply getting carried away by living it up during retirement, especially in those early years. They have that newfound freedom and feel a little intoxicated. So how do you avoid this trap? How do you not go into something like this? Evaluate your income needs accurately going into retirement and modify plans as necessary throughout your golden years. In particular, pay attention to cash flow numbers and how they fluctuate. The analysis should be a foundational part of your overall wealth strategy, along with regular check-ins that enable you to see where you are. Sure. I mean, no, this is great stuff, Joe. I can imagine the overspending. Uh, I love how you broke it up into kind of three sections of retirement. That that can be a very common mistake that you see a lot of people making. Let's jump into the next one. What's another big mistake that you're seeing uh, folks make that people should really be more aware of and ultimately need to avoid? Uh, one is kind of bifurcated into two areas, and it's avoiding money talks with family. So too often, a wide variety of reasons come up, but the heads of affluent families don't discuss anything to do with their finances with their heirs. And as a result, family infighting can occur down the road when assets transfer or don't transfer, as the case may be, to the kids and other relatives. And in some of those worst case scenarios, family wealth is destroyed and relationships are torn apart. One solution that can be quite effective is to work with family members to create a formal family mission statement. And it's a document that spells out family values and how family members want their finances to support those values. Such clarity can help heirs and others understand why family money is being allocated and passed on in specific ways. Understanding the values-based reasons behind an estate plan might not hurt feelings, but it boosts the odds of family members accepting the decisions. And wealth managers can then be excellent resources for helping crafting those family mission statements about both money and meaning. Yeah, this is a big one, Joe. We've talked about that, I, you know, that idea of financial transparency among a family and how important it can be in so many different, you know, so many different areas of life. And here we see it popping up in retirement just as well. Uh, Joe, let's talk about this idea of retirement income. You know, that's a really hot topic in this area of retirement discussions. And it's a big part of that pre-retirement planning phase. What are the mistakes or, or uh, you know, things that people are, are falling victim to kind of when they're going through this idea of planning their retirement income out. Yeah. So we know we've got to save 10% to get to 10 times to get there. We might call it using the wrong withdrawal strategy for income on the way out. And that's wrong in quotes there, right? The right strategy will, de will depend upon an individual's goals and 
other factors, lifelike expectancy, right? That said, it's easy to approach something in an inefficient or suboptimal way. The worst mistake, of course, is to have no plan for drawing down a nest egg at all and just trying to wing it. And I've had some hard conversations with clients over time that they weren't paying attention to the plan that was developed. But sometimes that plan can be very simplistic. Sometimes it's too simplistic for others, but it can be very simple for others still, right? And that doesn't reflect your personal situation well, but can be nearly as problematic. So a withdrawal strategy should factor in health and life expectancy, income timing needs, how various accounts may be taxed if you pull from them, whether you're taking from a taxable account or a taxable IRA or a tax-free IRA. Your current age is another big consideration as required minimum distributions from certain accounts could push your income into a taxable limit or into a taxable, a different taxable category. So that social security benefits, dividends from non-retirement accounts all get factored in when you're looking at your income strategy when in retirement. The best bet though, Ryan, is consider various options and run the numbers. For example, don't assume a rule of thumb approach such as a 4% withdrawal rate is automatically right for you because it's relatively easy to understand. However, don't rule it out either that something that simple and straightforward just might be the solution you need. Sure, sure, of course, Joe. Uh, Joe, let's let's move into kind of our next one. And I know, you know, just in conversations you and I have had off off camera, uh, this next issue is a, is a big one, especially in today's day and age with uh, technology at our fingertips and the ability to, you know, wiggle our way into the market in every which way. Uh, talk to me about this next big mistake that you're seeing. Yeah, and uh, we've seen this from time to time where you don't want to all of a sudden make investing your new part-time hobby, especially for entrepreneurs who've been very successful building wealth, understanding business. They've achieved great results without, as they thought, breaking a sweat. And now they've got lots of extra time and an attractive bottom line, and they want to play the markets, right? That overconfidence can potentially lead to a classic investment error or two somewhere along the way, investing too aggressively, chasing hot tips, over-concentrating assets in a single company or two or in a single sector, excessive trading that cuts into returns, boosts taxes earned. There's a whole host of things that can happen here. The fact is the skills needed to build a great company are not always the same skills required to grow and preserve wealth. And so those are the things that we think about. So don't turn your wealth into a new game or hobby. Get the right team of experts around you that can either guide you in your investing efforts or perhaps take the reins and depending upon your level of investment knowledge and the amount of time you want to spend on investing. Yeah, there's, there's a really strong point here, Joe. And, and to kind of piggyback on this, especially in today's day and age where we can get into trading well, you know, through apps and whatnot on our smartphones, Let's talk about kind of the future or maybe new things that you've seen emerging. Are there any newer or emerging mistakes that people are making uh, when it, that threatens their retirement that maybe we didn't necessarily see 10, 15, 20 years ago? I would say let's, let's broaden it just a touch, Ryan, not just threats, but concerns, issues to look at, right? One issue to look at is if we go into a period of extended rising interest rates, for the last 40 years, we've had descending interest rates. 
That's helped the bond market. And so many times when people retire, they have more bonds in their portfolio. If we go into an extended period of rising interest rates, diversifying your portfolio and considering some other things besides bonds is one of the issues that people need to look at. Concerns, Ryan. People are living longer than ever before. And so if someone's going to live 20 or 30 years in retirement, do they have a power of attorney for both their financial needs and medical decisions? That's very important. Long-term care is something that should be looked at and considered specifically for women. Why do I say that? Three out of four married men and women, men and women couples the women live longer than the men, three out of four times. If that's the case, is the woman taken care of with long-term care insurance? And there are big risks in getting scammed. Too often, this is the real threat that we think of falling off to a financial scam is something that happens to other people, someone who's less savvy, less with it. No, that's a potentially dangerous attitude to take with both your wealth and your own ability to avoid taking by criminals. So one financial decision-making skill that, that tends to peak out in our early to mid-50s and decline after that is decision-making skills. And the sheer number of baby boomers in their 60s and beyond means financial scammers have a potentially huge audience to target. And indeed, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has called subjective cognitive decline. That's the self-reported experience of worsening or more frequent confusion. It's a growing public health issue. So if you've got someone in your family that can help, it's good to have them to help look out for you as well. Absolutely. Let's double click into this a little further because this is a big one given the you know increasing number of, of baby boomers that are going through this period of cognitive decline. How can somebody combat these scammers or put themselves in a position where maybe they're less likely to be scammed in the first place? Yeah, one way to fight back against the thieves is to get up to speed, if you will, on their common activities. What does that include? impersonating an online business. And increasingly, criminals pretend to be representing major online retailers, for example, Amazon. So if you get an unsolicited email or text seemingly from a well-known business that references your unauthorized purchases on your account or other suspicious activity, don't click it. Don't enter any personal or financial information. Instead, call the company's customer support phone number found on its official website. Also, impersonating a state or federal agency, some fraudsters to pretend to be from law enforcement or tax collection agencies, and they make threats that you'll be charged with crimes or you'll have your driver's license revoked if you don't call them back to address the problem. Legit government agencies use the U.S. mail for any such issues, they won't ask you for any passwords or financial information. They won't threaten you, right? We actually had a client claim to be scammed, but the FBI supposedly was there to help them. And he gave a badge number. There are no badge numbers in the FBI. So that's how we knew when we got that gentleman help, right? And he was protected. So don't panic if you get a call or an email or text urging you immediate action. That's what thieves are counting on. Instead, take a breath, read the content carefully, 
rather than respond directly, call or email the agency in question to determine if that message is legit. And if you're at all unsure, consult a trusted advisor or family member. Yeah, this is this is great advice here, Joe. I mean, there's plenty of that going on right now. Uh, but Joe, as we're bringing our conversation to head surrounding these you know, retirement related mistakes that folks are making. Uh, yes, it sounds like retirement. Sure, it's a time to relax in your life, but not so much so that you might fall into kind of autopilot mode when it comes to your specific finances. Why don't you bottom line it for us on this front? Yeah, the fact is, Ryan, there are many ways to potentially jeopardize your financial health in retirement, and there may be less time and fewer ways for you to recover from big financial mistakes once you're out of the workforce. That's why it's important to take the steps that are aimed to help you continue to make good informed decisions about your wealth, even as you're increasingly taking it easy, right? You want to enjoy life. You want to enjoy it to its fullest. The good news is this is an area where guidance from a trusted and experienced professional can make life significantly easier. Oh, it can make all the difference. And Joe, for, for anybody who would appreciate or wants that level of, of uh, you know, trust in their advisor to help guide them through the pre-retirement planning, obviously into retirement and enjoying life to the fullest during that time, and maybe they want to reach out to you and your team to open up a dialogue, what's the best way they could get in touch with you and your team to have that conversation? Ryan, give us a call, shoot us an email. Retirement, we know, is oftentimes the number one most important financial goal for individuals and couples. We are happy to help in this space. Fantastic. Well, Joe, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your busy schedule to jump on board with us today and talk through these retirement planning mistakes and uh, looking forward to being back with you on the next show. Thanks, Ryan. Good to see you. We'll see you next time. Of course, good to see you as always, Joe. And folks, we want to take a final beat here and say thank you for stopping by and spending some time with us on the podcast here today. If you did take anything away from today's discussion surrounding retirement mistakes, you benefited from it in any way, shape, or form, well, make sure you hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform that you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future conversation between Joe and myself where we unpack these different wealth management strategies, solutions, and topics so that you and yours come out better for it on the other side. Before Joe, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on Your Money and a Cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary.
UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AEG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated, office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.